celebration of baseball that we will have today. We've been asking some questions. Who's the best high school baseball team of all time in Jacksonville? Fantastic responses on social media. We'll get to some of the answers. One of the big questions, who is Mr. Baseball when it comes to Jacksonville? Who do you think about? And you can take this in a variety of ways. Some people said they're talking about players, talking about coaches. Well, how about this? When I think of baseball in Jacksonville, and I've been here since 2008, don't you think about Pedro Bregan and the Bregan family had a lot of answers like that. Absolutely you do. Could Chipper Jones be it? He's the best one to ever play through here. Javi Baez might be making a name for himself as well. But those guys were not from here. They played their high school baseball here. So do you have to be homegrown? Whatever parameters you put on it, you get the point of the conversation. I also think when you talk Mr. Baseball, you might be talking about two legendary coaches here on the College Diamond. The University of North Florida, Dusty Rhodes, and of course... Terry Alexander from Jacksonville University. And there could be some up-and-comers when it comes to Mr. Baseball. We'll talk about those on the way here all day. This is going to be a unique show. I just tweeted out. I'm actually a little nervous about this show because we have now 20 guests that are going to join us from now until 6 o'clock. It will not be a lot of, hey, how you doing stuff. It will get right to the point. We'll ask a couple of questions. We'll get them in and out. And on to the next guy. And we don't want to dismiss anybody. We could spend probably 15 minutes with everybody on the show. But I do want to celebrate Jacksonville baseball. We asked a lot of folks out there, put a lot of feelers out there for guests. Uh, not all we got. But the ones we did, we're pretty happy with, and that included Chipper Jones on Wednesday. So we'll share some of that conversation. And I'll take you through the list of players from the Jacksonville area who have made their mark on the diamond, not only in high school, collegiately, but in the professional ranks as well. i got to tell you, I love baseball. And how about the news today? The governor has opened up youth sports, which means baseball and softball and lacrosse and everything else back open for business here as we head into the Memorial Day weekend. In fact, my daughter has a softball tournament. It's on over in Claremont, so in the central part of the state, the other side of Orlando. I hear there's a baseball tournament down in the Vero Beach area for the travel ball folks. So baseball is back, softball is back, youth sports is back after this two-month hiatus when everything hit the pause button. And, of course, coming up is the Major League Baseball draft as well. Could we have the next Chipper Jones in terms of the number one overall draft pick being from, well, or playing high school baseball in Jacksonville, that is Austin Martin. He could be a homegrown talent, the first homegrown talent to be number one overall in the 2020 Major League Baseball draft. He joins us in the four o'clock hour. So we've got a litany of guests. We're going to have a lot of fun. And this was a lot of fun to put together. So uh, we've done some research. As always, with shows like this, listen, we are going to leave some folks out. There have been so many good players from the Jacksonville area, and we're not meaning to leave people out. But if we do, jump on in on social media, on Facebook, on YouTube. You can watch the show from 3 p.m. until 6 p.m. daily on ESPN 690, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, on Twitch, even if you're doing a little gaming. But share some of your favorite players and coaches and anybody we might miss along the way uh, because we want to hear about them. And I've got to tell you. I've been educated over the last week or so. Every time I would talk to some folks in the baseball world or have been around for a long time here in Jacksonville, a new name would pop up. And I was like, oh, my goodness, how are we going to do this? Uh, even when I was driving in, Billy Butler texted me and said, hey, I'm coming on the show. So we'll have Billy Butler from Wilson. Uh, had a great career in the big leagues, made almost $60 million. He will join us uh, as well. 
on the show. But again, if we miss some folks, uh, we don't mean to. And uh, you let me know if we do miss some because I'd love the conversation, who some of your favorites are. Uh, that will be part of the discussion here on a Friday edition of Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. So I started off with Mr. Baseball, right? Dusty Rhodes, Terry Alexander. I think you could make the case. I asked somebody this morning. They said those two guys probably, the imprint they left, uh, the mark they made on those two campuses, but on the entire city, how many people they touched uh, through baseball, how many people they saw helped coach, maybe helped groom, that made it to the professional ranks or at least through college and all the young men that they helped groom onto life. Uh, pretty astounding number, of course. And then they said the Bragan family with the Jacksonville Suns. And Pedro comes to mind, but I think it's the entire family. And now they've sold the Jacksonville Suns to Ken Babby, who's doing a fantastic job with the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. That's just a little bit of baseball in the Jacksonville area. We're going to talk all about it uh, on the way here today. We're going to kick off the show with a guy that's currently in the big leagues. That's coming up in just a few minutes. His name is Ben Gamble. And then there are some coaches along the way that we'll have on. You know the names, too. Don Suriano, Bob West, Mike Boswell, some of the legends that have coached on the diamond. And then we'll remember some that are now gone as well, uh, like Ben Stevens and Jack Spencer. So we'll bring up some of those names when it comes to baseball. Probably not a lot of time for phone calls, but if you want to jump in on social media, join the conversation. Please do. Once again, uh, let us know uh, of your favorite player coaches who you grew up uh, watching and who you think Mr. Baseball in Jacksonville would be. There is no right answer, by the way, uh, when it comes to that. Brent Martineau here, Austin Lane with the day off on this Memorial Day weekend. We'll obviously take off Saturday, Sundays. We always do. We'll also be off on Monday uh, for the Memorial Day holiday. And I think they're playing some World Series games uh, of yesteryear on Monday coups, aren't we? Yeah, it sounds like we're going to be playing some of them. I'm not sure like how it's going to work, but uh, when the boss texted us, they said a few of the World Series games. <laughs> well, there you I was go. Like, okay. Uh, well, it might be an all day, a little marathon. Because listen, you think Memorial Day, you do think baseball. It's not necessarily opening day, but we're a couple months into the season, and you can watch a lot of ball games. And you think kind of cookouts and hot dogs and baseball. And uh, well, we haven't been able to get that yet. The MLB story is an entirely different one. We might ask a couple of our MLB guys about that. Uh, probably won't get too deep into it. Uh, of what happens because nobody really knows the true answer. Uh, but. Uh, even take Ben Gamble, who's going to come up in just a couple of moments, played at Bishop Kenny. Uh, obviously, his brother Matt also played for the Milwaukee Brewers. He got drafted by the Yankees, played for Seattle. He was about set to make $1.4 million, one of his biggest paydays in the big leagues yet, after getting drafted back in 2010, I think it was. And now he doesn't have the paycheck coming. And I'm not saying feel bad for guys that are going to make $1.4 million, but not everybody's making $30 million. This was a big payday opportunity for Ben Gamble, and now we're not even sure if we're going to have a Major League Baseball season. Uh, but we will celebrate baseball here in the River City, and we're going to do it next. What we're going to do is take a quick timeout because we have to get commercial breaks in, and then all these interviews. The floodgates are about to open. If you want somebody to take you out to the ball game today, it's going to be us here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We're going to have a lot of fun with it uh, coming up right after this on ESPN 690. Ben Gamble, Don Suriano on deck when we get back on ESPN 690. The other way, Williamson, long run, and a dive, and he can't get there. And it gets by him, and Gamble's going to run for a while. Around second, on his way to third, and he's seen it, waves it around. And it did inside the park. Home run for Ben 
bases in less than 15 seconds inside the park home run for the Milwaukee Brewers. Did it against his former club, too, the Seattle Mariners. And today, heck, he's just trying to catch a wave, I think, out of Jack's Beach. Let's welcome in Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 as we bring in a bunch of big leaguers and celebrate Jacksonville baseball. I'm Brent Morton, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We m- welcome Milwaukee Brewers outfielder Ben Gamble. What's up, Ben? How you doing, man? Good. How you guys doing today? Hey, doing fantastic. Thanks for taking a few minutes. How's the surf out there? Uh, it's been good. Last couple of days have been really fun. <laughs> How's the swing doing, man? How you doing staying in shape and, and just kind of waiting and waiting for whatever's about to happen? Um, You know, uh, we've been making the most of it. Um, You know, fortunately, there's cages all over Jacksonville. So I've been able to definitely get my swings in and um, also been able to get my workouts in. So I've been staying in shape. Absolutely. Uh, how much are, are you guys in tune with, with everything going on? Are, are you just reading about it, the Players Association telling you about it? Uh, are you just kind of keeping your fingers crossed that everything works out? Um. Yeah, you know, I've talked to a couple guys I've played with and stuff like that, and obviously, you know, you know, hearing from the PA, but... Yeah, you know, fingers crossed. Definitely, uh, definitely miss competing every night. All right, we're celebrating local baseball. Ben Gamble, Bishop Kenny, and a 2010 draft pick of the New York Yankees. Man, I'll tell you what, it's a grind. People don't understand it, do they? Uh, you get drafted by the Yankees in 2010. You end up in Seattle, now Milwaukee, and and starting to get some regular action the last couple of years, especially. But it was a long road to the big leagues. How was that grind? Um. You know, it definitely makes you appreciate everything that, you know, you accomplish in the game. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't give my minor league experience back for anything, you know, that some of the relationships you form with the guys, you know, you're spending every day with them. Um, so, yeah, no, it's, a, it's definitely a grind, but, you know, it's all worth it. Hey, how about playing at Bishop Kenny? Uh, Bob West, of course, a legend over there, but I can read off the long line, your brother being one of them with Matt, and obviously Papel Bond, Travis Chapman we're going to have on the show a little bit later on. I mean, the list goes on and on for Bishop Kenny. Pretty prideful about baseball over there, huh? Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Uh, what about uh, your brother, Matt? I know he had some injuries. Uh, who's the better hitter? How much uh, do you guys discuss that? Is that a competitive thing oh. within the family? You know, it. It's not really that that competitive. Um, I think Matt, honestly, I, I think what Matt did at the plate um, for the you know the time that he did it, uh, I don't think there was really anyone close to what he did in the minor leagues. Um, yeah, I, I mean the guy could wake up and hit. <laughs> he certainly could, and you can must run in the blood, man. You can do it as well. Uh, Yelich and Braun, Lorenzo Kane in the outfield. That's a heck of an outfield, man. What's it like watching some of the veterans play ball and kind of grow up around those guys? Oh, man. Uh, no, I got nothing but respect for those guys. Um, watching them go to work every day. And um, they're in there every day, too. You know, It really makes you appreciate what they're doing. Absolutely. 263 batting average, 20 home runs, 2017 and 19, played in 134 games. Uh, have you proven to yourself you you can be an everyday guy and, and kind of like, hey, man, I belong here? Um, You know, I, uh, for me, you know, any way I can help a team win, uh, if it's starting, if it's playing every day, if it's coming off the bench when they need me, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just happy to be in the lineup whenever I can get in there. Ben Gamble with us, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We're going to let him go in, in just a moment. But uh, how prideful are you playing ball and coming from Jacksonville? And how much did it help playing in the state of Florida, whether it was the travel ball circuit, the high school circuit, that when you even got to, to whatever level you're playing at, you've already seen a lot of good players? 
Well, no doubt. I think, first of all, you know, the fact that we can play all year long helps. And, um, you know, I, I think that the level of competition that, you know, we see growing up is, you know, I, I was going to Florida State with Colby Sims and, you know, there's just so many good players that have come from this area that people don't even know about. It's, uh, you know, it's been fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Ben Gamble with us. Uh, hey, we played that uh, in the side the park home run that you hit. It, it, it's only 15-second run. I know you're in really good shape, but it looked tiring yeah. as heck. I'm in baseball shape. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, how fun have some of those kind of moments been? I, I know it's it's not like you've played eight years in the big leagues, but you've had some great moments, whether it's throwing guys out at the plate, big-time catches, obviously some home runs inside the park and outside the park. How, how much do you cherish already some of the moments that you've had in the bigs? No, you know, just looking back and just kind of even peeking over just the rosters and, you know, some of the names that are on those rosters that, you know, I got to spend time with and, you know, build a bond with. I just think, you know, like playing with, you know, Robbie Cano and Ichiro and, you know, guys like that, you know, it's pretty special. Absolutely. Ben Gamble, hey, man, go uh, have some fun this afternoon, and and we can't wait to watch you uh, play some ball, hopefully later on this summer. Appreciate you taking a few minutes. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, uh, Ben Gamble, uh, obviously a 2010 draft pick of the Yankees and now play with the Milwaukee Brewers. And by the way, his brother was a fourth-round pick of the Milwaukee Brewers, had some injuries with the knees, but for flat-out hit, Ben just said, heck, man, that guy just could wake up and hit. It's amazing, man. Hitting is the hardest thing to do in sports. The Gamble brothers could certainly get it done, uh, and uh, Ben Gamble's still doing it in the big leagues. Hopefully they get back to some action uh, later on this summer. All right, I told you we're going to rip and roar right through this as we celebrate Jacksonville baseball. And when we talk Jacksonville baseball and I said, who is Mr. Baseball? Well, some folks respond with our next guest. That is Don Suriano, the legendary coach from the Bowl School, started the programs at Fleming Island in Ridgeview. Hello, Mr. Suriano. How you doing, coach? Hello, Brent. Thanks for jumping in. We really appreciate it. Uh, man, I, I got to tell you, when I'm asking people about it, Mr. Baseball, <laughs> and you think baseball, they certainly think of what you've been able to do. Uh, 559 wins, I believe it is, 28 seasons, 17 district titles, 10 regional crowns, 10 Final Four appearances. Woof, pretty good, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm so excited to have been able to work with the kids that I worked with and uh you know, I growing up in Fernandina Beach and going to Chipola and then playing at JU here locally, I just wanted to share my experiences. Uh, I knew a long time ago I was going to stay in baseball when I was growing up. I was a three-sport athlete in Fernandina, and I knew I was going to find a way to be a coach and make a living out of it. And God bless, here I am, 66 years old, and started baseball in Little League at age nine, and I'm 51 years later, I decided I'd go ahead and stop around 60. How about that? Do you miss it, or was that a good decision? Uh, it was a great decision. I mean, I see a lot of the older coaches sticking with it, sticking with it, and I just felt like it was – I had put my time in, and I had taught enough kids and spent enough time training everybody else's son. <laughs> so now in retirement, I get to – my wife and I get to train ourselves. We get to go bike ride and walk and swim and you know and that's uh most of my lunch excursions with my ex players ex teammates i've got a group of ju players in town that we have lunch once a month that i played with back in the mid 70s 
That's really cool. And uh, you talk about a, a relaxed time to be with friends and ex-players and ex, ex-coaches, and that's kind of what you do in retirement, and that's what we're doing. And uh, they all look at me and go, man, you're so much more relaxed now than when you were coaching because you're you're in the grind, you're battling, you're pushing, you're competitive. If you go, if you go back and look at the coaches that I competed against in the Jacksonville area, and we're talking about Howard May, uh, Charlie Matthews and Rusty Green at Sandalwood, Bob West, John Chapel at Middleburg, Howard Sp- uh, uh, Howard uh, Jack Spencer, Kenny Rowland up in Fernandina, Des Hamilton. I mean, you had to bring your lunch pail every single game. There were no easy there were no easy games back in those days, and you had to cut your teeth on it. And I'm so proud to have been able to coach against those guys and they're my friends still to this day and we don't get together as much as we if we want to but it was a great era back in uh, the 80s and 90s and early 2000s for that group of coaches that's incredible and i'm glad you mentioned a lot of those names and we'll continue to mention a lot of those names throughout yeah. uh, you're certainly one of the legends outstanding, outstanding baseball people and you learn something every single day and I think if I think if somebody was going to describe Don Soriano, they would probably say his attention to detail. That's kind of what I my mantra was. My mantra was all about. I I just wanted to figure out ways to teach kids through repetition every phase of the game, and I went at it through base running. It didn't matter what it was. I'm always was always finding ways to to make repetitions in practice better for the kids. Well, that's a great segue. Don Soriano with us, legendary coach here in the Jacksonville area, and uh, three state championships. I kind of buried that part of it with Bowles. But he also coached Hall of Famer Chipper Jones. And on Wednesday, we had Chipper Jones on the show. And, Don, I want you to listen when he talked about managing, and he also talked about managers, Bobby Cox, Don Soriano, and his dad were on his mind. I, I don't want to manage, but I was saying hypothetically, if I were to manage in the big leagues, Don Seriano would be one of my first phone calls. And the reason I say that is his attention to detail and his just metic- being meticulous and repetition after repetition after repetition. You've got to have that on your coaching staff. It's something that I think the Braves have, you know, here in Atlanta right now, a bunch of good coaches that that harp on the little things, that nag about the little things, but those little things are what win you close ball games all year. And I think Don Seriano would be a tremendous addition to to any coaching staff, whether it be high school, college, or professional. How about that? Chipper Jones on Wednesday wow. right here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690, basically echoing what you just said, Don. Wow. And, and, hey, Don, that's a heck of a compliment. I know you've probably heard that before from Chipper, but I got bad news for you. Chipper said he really doesn't want to manage. Even though he would hire you, he doesn't want to manage. No, I don't. I'm, yeah, my, my time is up. But for him to say the same thing that I'm echoing with attention to detail and the little things, because when you get into highly contested games, at the state level, local level, you know, you can't just win with having the most talent all the time. Sometimes you can take the best talent and win a state championship, but what's going to happen those days when you run into people? Uh, I happen to, I happen to play against Alex Rodriguez twice in the final four and Alex Fernandez and Rick Ankiel up in Port St. Lucie was the best left-handed pitcher I had ever seen hmm. coming through my 30 years of high school coaching and it's, and it's, those attention to details are going to win those little games 
that you've got to rely on something else other than having the best pitcher or the best hitters. Absolutely. And I, I just don't know if the younger coaches today are learning that philosophy. I don't know if they're doing those things. I, that would be my one wonder. Do I wonder, are they, are they being able to teach these kids nowadays? Because I did do some 13 and under travel ball for a couple of years, and half the parents enjoyed the structure and disciplined approach, and half of them said it was too tough on their kids. Yeah, how about because that? Because they, they, they just wanted to swing the bat in practice, take BP, and go home. Well, that's to me, that's not winning that's not winning baseball. And Chipper's telling you the same thing. Larry Jones. I think the people that are successful in any sport, I don't care what it is, that structure and discipline has to be. You have to lean at least in that direction. You know, you can. I, I played for. I played for a, a very disciplined military type coach at, at Chipola when I was a player, and then I played for a, a major league uh, ex player at JU. And I always felt like, as a coach, I wanted to find the balance between being too hard and being too easy. And that is a tough thing to try to find the balance in without going too hard or too easy. You've got to find that right niche. And I was I, that's what I tried to do day in and day out for my 28 years as a head, head coach. Well, you did it unbelievably at Bowles, uh, three state championships, of course, starting the Ridgeview and Fleming Island programs and the impact yep. you had on so many, including, of course, the great Chipper Jones. Don Suriano, yep. we appreciate you jumping on, man. Let's do it again soon, okay? Thanks for including me. Uh, it's always a pleasure to, to uh, talk sports with, with, with you guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Don. Don Suriano. Uh, some people consider Mr. Baseball here in the Jacksonville area. Joining us on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. All right, a fun start with Ben Gamble, who's playing for the Milwaukee Brewers, and then one of the legends around here that impacted so many in the sport of baseball. That was Don Suriano. Next, Rick Wilson. Rick Wilson. Rick Wilkins. <laughs> Rick Wilkins on the way, speaking of the Bulls school. Chicago Cubs had an unbelievable year in 1993. He joins us and still to come in this hour, Travis Chapman as well, who I think has one of the cool stories about local baseball around here. I'd sign up for it in a heartbeat. That's on the way just a little bit later on. Hey, we're celebrating Jacksonville baseball. Give us your best. Players, coaches, maybe ran through JU, UNF, some of the local colleges, St. John's River, EWC. That will work, too, or the homegrown high schools. We'll try to find Mr. Baseball and some of the best high school teams of all time. We're doing it today on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. You know, he didn't say Rick Wilkins' name there, but that was a base knock by Wilkins to drive in the game-winning run. Of course, Rick Wilkins, another Jacksonville guy from the Bowles School. And how about this year in 1993? 303 average, 30 home runs. Unbelievable season for Rick Wilkins. 1986 draft in the 23rd round. We're going to talk about that year, those days, right now with Rick Wilkins. Rick, how you doing, man? Hey, Brett, how are you, my friend? Uh, great to catch up with you. Great to hear from you. I haven't talked to you in a bit uh, here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Man, we're celebrating local baseball, and uh, you're a big part of it, from the Bowl School to the Chicago Cubs and beyond. It was a lot of fun, I bet. 
No, no, no question. What a what a great way to uh, uh, to earn a earn a livelihood and and as a young man and, and was fortunate to have a wonderful career, but. Uh, but absolutely loved every second of it. Rick Wilkins with us on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Uh, what was that 1993 year like? Uh, un- unbelievable. With th- what went right? Well, I'll tell you, not a lot went right to start the season. I think I was hitting about uh, 150 or 160 after about a month of the season. And, uh, you know, I didn't feel like I was swinging the bat that poorly. But, um, you know, I just – nothing was happening for me. And, and uh you know, about mid-May, I finally got cr- cranked up, and, and the rest of the year was just a whirlwind. Uh, you know, I went from feeling like I couldn't couldn't get a hit to feeling like I I couldn't make an out, and uh, it was just a just an extraordinary year. Oh, what a feeling that is! Uh, you heard Harry Carey coming in. You got any Harry Carey stories? Man, I tell you what. So the first time, <laughs> first time I, I met Harry, I had been in the big leagues for about four or five days, and and back then Harry would come down on the field. And stand behind uh, the batting cage and, and, and the turtle uh, while we were taking BP before the game, and he would interview players that he was going to feature that day in the telecast. And so he asked me to come over and interview with him, and I had never really been that close to Harry yet. And uh, I walked up, and and he had his back turned. And he introduced himself to me, and and when he turned, his glasses are you know are were so thick. His eyes looked like they were the size of, of like a cue ball. It was, and it startled me a little bit. They, they were so big. And so, uh, anyway, that was my first Harry Carey experience. And, and I'll tell you, you know, one thing about Harry, he either, he either loved you or he hated you as a player. And he wasn't shy about sharing his feelings about that, you know, any opportunity that he got. So luckily I was, I was on his good side and he liked me and, uh, um, really had a good time getting to know Harry over the years. I was a cub. That's unbelievable. I bet uh, you get asked that all the time. Don't you have to have Harry Carey stories like in your back pocket if you played in uh, Chicago? Oh, absolutely. And, and he was a, Harry was a piece of work, man. He, um, you know, he would go to his restaurant quite a bit after games, and uh, uh, you know, he flew with the team, so we got the opportunity to to, to get to know him a little bit. But uh, away from the field, he was he was a lot of fun, man. He. That, that man liked his martinis and <laughs> liked to have some baseball. And uh, that, that, he was good with both those things. So. Absolutely. Hey, how good was baseball uh, around Jacksonville during your high school years in bowls? Well, it was fantastic, and it still is. I mean, I you know, this we're an NFL town, and, so, and, and college football is just so strong in this area. So, you know, a lot of people that don't know Jacksonville well really associate Jacksonville as a football town. But I will tell you that, the amateur baseball scene in this area is tremendous. There have been a, a, a tremendous number of young baseball athletes going to do very, very well, and, and a lot of major league players have come out of this area. So, so the baseball scene here is, is, is it was good then. It's good now. Uh, we've got a lot of talent in the area. Absolutely. Rick Wilkins with us, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. I think people love to know what you're doing now. How are you doing? How's the family? Uh, you're in Jacksonville, of course. Uh, what are you up to? Uh, I am. So I've got a 16 year old son and 14 year old daughter and they, they occupy most of my time. My, my son's actually a baseball player and a catcher and, and, uh, he plays at Ponte Vedra and my daughter's a, a freshman over at Ponte Vedra High School and they, they, they love it. They're, they're both doing very, very well. My daughter's, uh, you know, got a 4.4 GPA or something. She's, you know, could, could wind up being the valedictorian of the class. Awesome. So, so proud of both of them, man. And, just being a, a, a parent and 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 your husband and dad and 
and uh, run to my financial services practice. That's that's what I'm doing now. Awesome, so, awesome. Uh, hey, and not to I end on a bad note, but how bummed are you for Furman? They canceled baseball. Of course, a place that, that uh, you went. I I saw that this week. I'm really disappointed with that. I I know they just put a lot of money into the the baseball facility and they've got an indoor hitting area and and so I'm I'm was a little bit taken aback by that and I, it's a shame. It's a beautiful campus and and uh, wonderful place to go to school and play sports and you know that's what what drew me up there is the ability to play football and baseball as a freshman and that's why. I've, I kind of chose to go to firm, and I loved every minute of being there. And it, it, that's a tough day for the Paladins. For sure. Absolutely, Rick Wilkins. Uh, great to have you on, man. Let's play some golf, all right? Man, I'm ready. Anytime, anytime. Clubs are in the car. Let's uh, go. Absolutely, great to hear from you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Brent. You got it, uh, Rick Wilkins. Uh, 81 home runs, 244 average, over 500 hits in the big leagues. Had that huge season in '93, 303 average, 30 home runs. You know, Mike Piazza was the rookie of the year. Uh, Wilkins maybe had a better year than Mike Piazza in 1993 because he was a better catcher than Piazza. Obviously, Piazza was just okay uh, behind the plate. Well, a lot of bowls here in the first hour of the show from Chipper Jones on Wednesday to Don Suriano to Rick Wilkins. And now we bring in the current coach of the Bulls, Bulldogs. Couple times state champ. He's coached a bunch of players. Couple times state champ at Bowls. Don't forget the Inglewood Inglewood one as well. Welcome Mike Boswell to the show on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN six ninety. Boz, how you doing? I'm good, Brent. How are you? Hey, thanks for all your help, by the way. Boswell was a big helper in uh getting some of the guys, including Chipper Jones. So I appreciate your help. He was fantastic on Wednesday. Very good. I'm glad glad to help. Hey, what's uh, it like for you to be a part of, uh, I guess, the lore of Jacksonville baseball? Uh, you know, you've coached some tremendous players. You're a good player in your own right, by the way. Uh, but you've uh, coached some just tremendous players from the 99 Inglewood team to these recent Bulls teams. Yeah, I've been very fortunate to have a lot of really good baseball players. And, uh, you know, uh, we, we in North Florida, we get the... Uh, we sometimes get the uh, nick of there's better players in South Florida. But uh, I grew up in South Florida, and we're just as good, if not better, up in North Florida. And, and I'm just honored to be uh, be a part of uh, some of these young guys' lives. How good was the 99 Inglewood team? Because everybody knows you for what you've done at Bowls now. You've been there quite a while. But I think recent people, it's a transient place. And, you know, I've only been around since 2008. But that 99 Inglewood team was something special. Yeah, that 99 team was really good. Uh, they could play with anybody, anytime, uh, especially with that big right-hander we had. Um, <laughs> he was pretty good. With him on the mound, he was as, uh, we were as good as anybody. And we had a lot of other guys that were really good too. But having Brett Myers on the mound, um, yeah, I would have put him up against anybody in the country that year. Yeah, how, I, we're going to have Brett on a little bit later on. I mean, just how much of a pain in the ass was Myers? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, you're putting me on the spot there. I'm nah, just uh, kidding. You know I what? Get, I got to get that uh, on him. I, I got to get are. some dirt. I know you are. Um, <laughs> you know, if, if you were a competitor and you like to compete, you loved having him on your team because all he wanted to do is win. Um, and he gave you everything he got, and he was a freaking bulldog when he stepped on that mound or in the in the box. And he made everybody around him better. Um, and he was a big part of, uh, well, the biggest part of why we were as good as we were because he did not like to lose and, you know, pain in the butt, whatever you want to put it. You know, I just thought it was a competitive edge that he had on him that, and he still has it today. 
Um, you know, so it, it was it was awesome having being a part of him, you talk, having him part of my team. You, you talk about how dominant he was that year in '99, and then you had the privilege of coaching Hunter Barco most recently, who's now at Florida and was off to a fantastic start in his freshman season before they canceled the rest of the season. Uh, I, I don't want to necessarily say compare, but Barco just as tremendous at what he did at the high school level, maybe? Uh, or are they different? How would you compare? I guess I will ask you to compare them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it uh, you got I get compare that comparison all the time. Well, you you know, you had Myers, he was a 12th pick overall. Uh, Barco, you know, he dominated for a long time. And you know, they were they were two different kids. Um Barco being the the nice guy, but you step on the mound and he as he competes as as, as with the best of them. Um Brett just had that walk 24/7 of I'm going to compete in everything we do and I'm going to kick your butt in whatever we do. Um, but as far as talent-wise, you know, one was a right-hander that threw really hard with a great breaking ball. The other one was a left-hander that threw really hard with a great breaking ball. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, two different uh, personalities, but uh, both of them competed at the highest level, and, you know, it, it uh, they were they were fun to run out there. When we ran them out there and I put their name on the lineup at, on the mound, I knew we had a chance to win. Mike Boswell with us on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. You know, we think of some of the big names that you've coached over the years like that. We're talking about Myers and, and Barco, and we're going to have DJ Stewart on a little bit later on. I mean, the list goes on and on. Who, who are some of the underrated guys that, that people didn't talk about a lot that, that over the years that you kind of use as examples maybe when you're coaching kids uh, that, that didn't get yeah, a ton of you, attention? You know, another one that you, know, you didn't even mention, um, current big leaguer Austin Slater. I didn't. You're right. There's a good <laughs> and, one. And you know, he he was a really really good one for, you know, 3 years. He didn't get to play a senior year cuz he broke his ankle, but uh you know, he got he kind of goes under the radar, but he was a, you know, would have been a 4-year starter um for us at Bulls and he was uh he was a he was a really good one. He's having a nice um, career. Another one was there. a ca- Yeah, he he he's having a he's put together quite a, quite a career. He is without a doubt. Um another one is uh Ben Clo uh, he was a catcher in 2006-7, um, went to Stanford also. Uh, he kind of run, runs under the radar. Uh, Bubbly Triglia comes, comes to mind. Um, you know, we've had, had a lot of a lot of good ones that, that have come through, you know, through bowls. And, you know, I was at Inglewood for four years, and we had some good ones over there. So, Mike, been a bunch. Mike Boswell uh, here with us at Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Coached the 1999 Inglewood team to a state championship, a couple more state championships with Bowles. Has had a ton of success. Has seen a bunch of players go do big things. You mentioned Austin Slater, by the way. That's the uh, grandson of uh, the late mayor, Ed Austin. Uh, I have that right, right? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. I uh, just wanted to double check with you. But um, yep. so you mentioned Austin Slater, and that will show you how long the list is of great players around the area. We had Don Suriano on a, a bit earlier in the show. He mentioned attention to detail was a big, big trademark of his coaching style. You've actually seen the game change a bunch while you're coaching. Not to say Don didn't, but from even 99 to, to these current teams, the game has changed. Has your style changed? Um. You know, I, I hear it has changed. Um, I don't know that I have changed, but uh, they, they tell me I'm a lot nicer than I was <laughs> back then. And I think that's, you know, where Don, you know, kind of the old school attention to detail, um, X's and O's. And I think it's, uh, I think now 
um, it's a lot more getting to know the players and, and it's more of a personality thing. It's, uh, they're all individuals and, you know, the, as far as the trying to still demand excellence, I think that's still there, but, uh, there's a whole lot more, uh, I don't want to say coddling, but maybe it's coddling. Um, but, uh, you know, getting to know the kids as kids rather than just players. I got you. That makes a lot of that's sense. That's changed a lot. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mike Boswell with us, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Hey, how's the talent pool at Bowles uh, coming up over these next few years? Uh, you've obviously had a ton of success in recent years. What's it look like on the roster coming up? I uh, I really love where I coach, and we've got great players coming up. And uh, I think uh, we'll have the, I've got the best right-hander in the state, maybe in the southeast next year, um, Jackson Baumeister. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a he's got an opportunity to. Um, get drafted very high. Uh, he's committed to Florida State. Um, we got a Tennessee commit, Tanner Zellum, uh, Sully Bracken going to Florida. So, I mean, it's, uh, uh, we, we, we got a good, uh, stockpile of bulls and we're going to continue to, uh, pumping them out. That's awesome. Uh, go get after it. We appreciate you taking the time. Thanks for all the help this week with, uh, this celebration of local baseball. Mike Boswell, a big part of it. Thanks, Mike. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. You bet. Uh, Coach Boswell from the Bowl School and Inglewood State Championships galore. Uh, by the way, to go along with the two state titles at Bowls, three state Final Four berths as a head coach. Uh, also, uh, as an assistant, three state titles and three Final Fours. So he knows success uh, and he's seen it at the highest level here in the state of Florida. All right, we're going to roll right into our next guest. We go to Bishop Kenny for this one, and really we're going down to St. John's County right now. And welcome in Travis Chapman. By the way, a little uh, full disclosure here, a neighbor of mine. What's up, Chappie? How's it going, Brent? We're doing well. <laughs> hey, thanks for uh, taking a few minutes, man, on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Uh, talk about baseball in the area, and you mention all these guys, and people bring up the name Travis Chapman. That seems like a long time ago you were hitting it at, at Bishop Kenny. They talk about your IQ, your ability to hit. How fun were those days? Man, those were awesome days. Growing up, playing baseball here, uh, you just had Boz on, who's one of the best coaches, and playing against him when he was coaching. and A lot of great talent um, that comes through Jacksonville throughout the years. And uh, you know, My years were no different. At Bishop Kenny, getting to graduate in 96, we had a lot of you know the first-rounders and a lot of great talent around, and uh, just great baseball. 17th round pick of the Philadelphia Phillies back in the 2000 draft. When you're picked in the 17th round, if you could take us back to that time frame, was it kind of like, hey, this is pretty cool. I got drafted, and, and now let's see what happens? Or was it like, all right, I'm going to make the big someday? <laughs> well, I'd always thought I could uh, outwork a lot of people, and I always thought that uh, you mentioned the IQ, that uh, if I worked harder and worked smarter, I could catch a lot of people that had a lot more talent than I did. And uh, when I was drafted in the 17th round, after setting some uh, records out of Mississippi State, I just saw it as an opportunity. I sat down with the, the scout that drafted me, and uh, he said, really, you're getting this opportunity because we want you to play for a year or two and coach. And uh, ended up working my way through the, uh, to the, to the, through the minor leagues with the Phillies and uh, getting a cup of coffee in the big leagues with the Phillies uh, back in 03. That's uh, pretty cool. You know, I, I don't know if this is – I've never asked you this, but I'm going to say I think it's like a really cool story. Like every kid uh, dreams of playing big league baseball. And I think almost everybody's seen like Field of Dreams. Well, there really was like a Moonlight Graham who kind of got in there, 
for and did not get one at bat, but played like an inning of ball. And you know the story in Field of Dreams. I think it's really cool that you got one at bat in the bigs. I know you wish you had more, but what was that at bat like? Uh, it was very nerve wracking, to be honest with you. Is uh, in Atlanta. And uh, we got up early in the game, uh, scored a lot of runs early, and I'm like, oh, man, I've been sitting on the bench here for about two and a half, three weeks. And, uh, you know, Larry Boa had basically told me, hey, congrats on a good year in AAA, and, you know, we're calling you up for emergency, but I've never seen you play. And, uh, you know, you're just here as an emergency situation and help back up. And uh, so all of a sudden you start getting up 10 runs, and you know typically how that goes. You want to get the uh, the starters out. And uh, so about the uh, sixth inning, he came over and said, hey, get ready. And uh, so I was really nervous, uh, uh, but I was excited. I was excited to get the opportunity and uh, fulfill a dream and uh, end up taking a first pitch uh, strike and then uh, flew out to right field on a changeup. All right. Did you hit it pretty well? Uh, no, I was out in front. It was, a, uh, it was a very routine fly ball to right field. Come on, man. <laughs> you crushed it. I didn't see it. Uh, Just tell us you crushed it. Man, it can't be one of those fish stories that grows with age, but uh, it was a very routine fly ball out there. <laughs> what does it mean, though, to have it? Uh, you know, again, I'm sure you would have loved to have 500 at-bats or 10 seasons or anything, but the fact that you made it, you got the one, is, is, did it make everything a little extra special? Um, in hindsight, yeah. Um, but at the time, like you said, I just wanted to see and prove to everybody that I was good enough to be there. I wanted to show that I was good enough to play every day in third base or, or be a utility guy. Um, I w- I'd always faced challenge ever since I was uh, you know, six, seven years old. I'd never been the best player on my team, and I'd always worked hard to try to prove to other guys that uh, you know, I, I deserved to be there. And uh, you know, that's what I missed out on at the time. But uh, looking back in hindsight, you know, 1AB is huge. And now that we're 40-something years old, and it's like, man, you know, that's, that's pretty cool, and it opens a lot of doors, and uh, and people like you get to say, man, you had one, one A-B in the big leagues. You know, how many guys would want to do that? And uh, I've, I've been asked questions about uh, from authors of books and, you know, just doing stories on guys that have had one A-B in the big leagues. So it's opened a lot of doors in, uh, into my current profession and uh, and given me a way in with, uh, with our current players as well. I think it's pretty awesome. By the way, I'm going to – Ring the bell for you because a Mississippi State guy right here, of course, uh, the tradition continues from Bishop Kenny and Jacksonville area to Mississippi State. But I want you to up to be, we got to go in a minute or two. I want you to update us on uh, what you're doing now. You're with the Yankees organization. I don't hold that against you. Uh, but you're heavily involved in, in the kind of the new wave of baseball, the analytics of the world. Tell everybody what you're doing. Uh, well, this year I'm currently uh, the assistant infield coordinator, and I'll manage one of our short season teams if we get back to baseball. Um, I've worked at a lot of different levels uh, throughout, all the way from rookie ball in the Dominican Republic up to AAA uh, in Scranton, and uh, mostly work with infielders, base runners, uh, help out wherever I'm needed, and uh, that's kind of what I'm doing. And and yes, I love the uh, the cowbell from Mississippi State, and uh, I love dropping off Yankee shirts to your house as well. <laughs> we appreciate it, and also throws <laughs> throws. You know, I I was talking to somebody about Travis Chapman. He's like he throws one heck of a bat in practice. <laughs> <laughs> I think Todd would say the same, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Uh, it's been fun over the last several years. I've, I've had the opportunity to uh, to run or help run uh, early report, big league spring training, and uh, throwing BP those guys is a, is a lot of fun. Awesome stuff. Travis Chapman from Bishop Kenny, 17th round pick of the uh, Philadelphia Phillies, making Jacksonville proud, still in the game uh, with the New York Yankees. Thanks for jumping in, man. We appreciate it.
You got it. Have a great day. All right. That's Travis Chapman. Uh, all right. That was fun. First hour. We've got a whole bunch more to get to in hour number two, including when we come back, the next big thing. And it seems like we say that every year in baseball. But this kid's legit. Defending national champ from Vanderbilt. Maybe the number one overall pick in this year's Major League Baseball draft. Austin Martin joins us when we come back as we celebrate Jacksonville baseball on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.